Warning, this podcast will challenge your thinking. Welcome to Business Problems Solved. In this podcast, we help you solve your business problems by providing real examples and practical approaches to make today better than yesterday. Introducing your host, the multi-sector, self-professed, most improved improvement person and qualified business problem solver, Lee Horton. Hey, it's Lee. Welcome to Business Problem Solve. Today we have a really fun conversation with a double act, Nat and Kim from Master Mindset. I hope you enjoy this conversation. And if you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast or rated it, please, please do, because it helps me bring amazing guests like Kim and Nat closer to us all. Have an amazing week and we'll chat next. Hey, it's Lee. Welcome to Business Problem Solved today. I have the immense pleasure of having a conversation with Kim and Nat, co-founders of Master Mindset. Hello there, Kim and Nat. How are you? Hi, you lovely. You all right? Yeah, I'm very good. And Nat, how are you? Very well, thanks. Nice to see you. Yeah, likewise. Likewise. So if people don't know who Kim and Nat are, or Nat and Kim, who are they? And how have they got to sit in that seat today? Shall we start with you, Kim? Who are you? Oh my God, good question. Where do you start? So um, so I had a uh, rather random um, career. So I started off as a hairdresser and then had to give that up uh, in my 20s and moved into financial services where I worked my way up to the board. And then a few years ago, becoming a mum, decided, do you know what? Life's just a little bit too short to not do the thing that makes your soul sing. So I, on my third life-threatening illness, I uh, quit my job, um, retrained as a coach, and then got into kind of what I do today. And then Nat and I met on a podcast 18 months ago, and the poor soul has been stuck with me ever since. <laughs> wow. Wow. So, I mean, there's so many questions I, w- I want to ask uh, just based on your intro, but we'll just get let Nat say hello. How do you follow that, Nat? I know it all. I've heard it many times. <laughs> <laughs> we do so many interviews with people and we create so much content so that I, you know, I kind of know a lot of Kim's stories. It's good because they're very good. She's got a lot of meanings in, in, in many of these things, you know. So, uh, yeah, I, I literally, let me see. I was doing uh, tech influencer um, stuff. I sort of changed my career, went into marketing about 12, well, 10 to 12 years ago and ended up basically being mentored by some amazing like branding people, uh, really good marketing people, went into social media, ended up hating doing social media management for people, just drove me crazy. And during that time, I've kind of studied self-development and basically just ended up launching uh, a podcast show and that sort of fell to pieces and then I heard these words really in my I think I was washing my hands I heard these words telling me that I needed to start another podcast show and I was like first of all I was like who said that right and and then it turned out that basically I followed the advice and after sort of me thinking that I'd done enough work I kept hearing these things these words in my head saying you're not working hard enough you need to kind of you know, work harder. And then I actually had the world's largest ebook uh, publishing firm approach me and say, we'd like you to do a series of expert talks. And I probably wouldn't be here talking to Kim if that hadn't happened. So yeah, it was, it's been, it's been quite interesting. And I've written a podcasting book as well, because there's a lot of, 
misinformation about you know uh, how you need to build a build an audience of like 10,000 listeners a month to make money and all this kind of rubbish and it, it really demotivates a lot of podcasters and they get quite upset when when they're trying to compare themselves to uh, to everybody else and in fact you know even if you've got 10,000 listeners a month you may not make any money anyway right so I find the whole thing quite quite amusing so that's why I launched the podcast recipe book and that's now actually an online course because Master Mindset, which Kim and I founded, is a, is a provider of online and face-to-face training. So we do all sorts of different training. Wow. Okay. So it's a bit of a long, uh, long explanation. No, not at all. I mean, uh, there's so much I want to ask you as well. But uh, I've now got podcast envy after speaking uh, after your introduction there, Nat. And, and I think I, I want some advice and tips on how to have a bigger audience and all of that stuff. But uh, this is about you and not me. So... What is Master Mindset and, and how did you both kind of put this together to agree what it was, who is helping and, and all of those things? I don't know who wants to take this question. Oh, Kim. Kim. <laughs> the bossy one. Um, so Master Mindset was really, so I, I kind of got into Masterminds a few years ago as part of um, studying into how, how do people really um, get out of their own way. So having been a previous sufferer of imposter syndrome, and one of the other things that Nat and I co-founded with another friend, at Lisa Ventura, was International Imposter Syndrome Awareness Day. So it was all about how do you actually help people to realise that actually we're just doing damage to ourselves and we can change that, we can take control. Um, and mastermind was originally coined as a phrase by Napoleon Hill back in the late 1920s and became a key feature in his book, Think and Grow Rich, uh, that was republished in 37. Um, and he studied all of the greats. And what he realised was that the power of the mind is what unlocks our potential. So the whole purpose of master mindset is masterminds have become very popular, but I couldn't comfortably sit there and say, I'm a mastermind. It's like, just a bit, <laughs> just a bit, it was a bit like um, ego, it wasn't really me. But what I could talk about was how do you master the mindset of the masters? So actually, the original concept of Mastermind Set was to run a mastermind group where we've got some of the top masterminds in their specialty who come along and they teach what they teach. They teach their part of the education and therefore the group learns from the masters and gets their mindset so that you can reframe your thinking and get out of your own way. And then off the back of that, we're like, well, how do we reach more people? Because that's very elitist and and there's people that can afford it, but not everybody can. And actually, Nat and I have got a combined purpose, which is actually how do we get to more people and give them an affordable way to continue to grow, to continue to develop? So we launched Master Mindset. And then off the back of that, we're like, what if we could help other people, other organizations? So uh, coaches are out there trying to help people, but a lot of coaches know how to coach, but I've got no idea how to run a business. How do they define their niche? How do they work out where they're supposed to go? How do they continue to continuously develop their skill set and their learning? So one of our first propositions is the Elite Coaches Club, but we also do standalone training that's really affordable for people if who can pick up just a course if they want to. So you want to learn how to go and set a goal. You want to learn how to go and do a podcast. You want to overcome your inner critic and get out of your own way. They're all standalone or, or you can, you know, you can t- continue to work with us. So it was really about trying to put an ethical, affordable and 
valuable proposition out there to help more people and to take some of the knowledge that we've learned over the last 30 years you know I am I'm a I'm a horrendous course junkie so I've been on more courses than I know what to do with I've just recently qualified to teach people how to do face whispering which is where you can read people's facial expressions or determine their personality from their photographs and so I'm and then people immediately start doing this with their face going what am I showing them um because your emotional brain responds 24 times faster than your thinking brain so by the point that you say to yourself do not show this emotion it's too late it's already out there um and that's in not only in the conversations that we have but also in our pictures that we use in our branding the number of people on LinkedIn who are demonstrating contempt in their profile picture is quite literally staggering. And if they knew, I am pretty certain they'd swap that photo. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So Nat, what's the main thing that you've learned on your journey with Kim so far? Wow. That is a, that's a really good question. I think, I think, just learned so much actually about communication really about communication and and actually about understanding more about other people and what other people want as opposed to you know what I want right I'd rather just find out what other people want and I think I think the most important thing that I learned which which um, is let me see it was amateurs compete and professionals partner I think Kim might have said something different but that's pretty much it and I think that's a really that's a really good one and I think also how to how to manage my manage my moods uh, manage my my um, my workload as well really and just become become leaner become uh, more streamlined in in what I'm doing and yeah and it's yeah I've learned a lot of stuff (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah I, lo- I love that I love that Kim what's the what's the one thing that you've learned most whilst working with Nat I, I think you learn every day from everybody you meet if you keep your mind open so I think for me it's really helped us to hone our communication skills to to get out of t- you can't see your own blind spots because you're blind to them um so actually you need to have somebody who can point them out to you and say like this is where you're getting in your own way or this is where you've got yourself distracted and I've also learned something that I hadn't recognized in myself which is I work at a real pace which is quite literally frightening for most people and he helps me to rebalance that and to and to recognize how far I've come not just how much further I've got to go which really helps because you know when you are like I think the three of us are which is where you try and always raise the energy for other people leave people better than you found them you can sometimes forget to do that for yourself and you can kind of get to the end of it go oh my god there was so much more I could do there's so much more I could have got to and you can't pour from an empty cup so unless you have somebody who can help you and say hold your horses you've come a long way or you've done something really good now you can start to beat yourself up and, and that just holds you back. So he is an absolute treasure to oh, work with. Thanks. Oh, so one thing that, that sprung sprung into mind when I first met you both was um and, and people might not realise when they're listening to this is that you, you don't you don't live together. Um and we don't you don't even live in the same country as each other. Um you're both in different countries. How does this work? And and especially in, in this place we're in now, where everybody's now working from home, remote working and, and stuff like that. How have you managed to, to keep it going and 
And do you have any advice, thoughts, suggestions to, to, to help other people? Well, it's possibly even stranger, um, Lee, in that uh, we've never actually physically met. So we've have you not? This is, a, this is amazing. <laughs> when is the first physical meeting happening? I don't know, because it's been lockdowns. I mean, at some point we will. We talk every day. Um, but we've never actually met. We literally met on a podcast. Um, Nat, I think you were, yeah, were yeah. You in Poland at the time. I was in, well, you were in Poland. I was in the UK. That's now in Croatia. He's not been back to the UK. I've not been out of the UK because we've been in lockdown for the last two years. But we've built a business. In fact, we've built a number of businesses. We've built a number of podcasts. We've met some amazing guests. And I think what it's taught us is actually you can do, you can build a business, you can build a, you can you know, build a new friendship, a new partnership and that, and you can do it all online. As long as you're being really honest, really authentic and really clear. So we know it, we know what our purpose is. We pull ourselves back to that. We um, have built, we've built a real friendship, haven't we? I mean, although we've not met, I've met um, his daughter online. He's met my daughter online because these days you can, and actually you look at it and think, you know, this is somebody who I spend a significant part of my life with now, and yet we physically have never. <laughs> wow. Um, but I think it is that focus. I love that. So have either of you ever pressed the end button and blamed it on the internet signal that when no. you've fallen out online? No, we don't, we don't do that. <laughs> I don't, don't fall out, do we? We sometimes, as you know, Lee, because you joined when we were having one of our moments. <laughs> Um, and bless you. I mean, having never met us before, you were really kind to just cope with our delinquency. Um, we do we do occasionally, because we think we're funny, put the other one on mute while we're in the middle of a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, rant, rant, and you're just there. Or one of my personal favourites, but I use this with clients all the time, is we have Lenny. So Lenny is our little friend. And um, this is around the fact that when we... <laughs> asking her where she going now... Um, when you get really nervous, when you were a kid and you were tackling something that was like just too scary, I don't know if you remember that as long as you had your favourite toy, yeah. all of a sudden you could tackle anything. So that big scary slide, as long as you'd got your favourite toy in your hand, you were cur- you were suddenly invincible. And the same is true when we're adults. So when we find those moments where our inner child is taking over, which is usually at the point that we're getting on each other's nerves, we'll just like bring Lenny in because it just jolts you out of the fact that actually this is our inner child getting into this space, not the adult us. So actually, how do we step ourselves back and say as adults, how are we now going to tackle this conversation? And where do we find that common ground? So I suggest everybody finds their own Lenny. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But also, Lee, I think not having a blame culture like is just massive. Yeah. Like, you know, if if we make a mistake, right? Because everyone makes mistakes, yeah. Like everybody does with technology, with um, with writing, with video, like there are mistakes in everything. And anybody that says, oh, I'm perfect is just lying, right? Okay, because we're all in development. So Having having people who you work with who just don't have a blame culture, it, it 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 just it's kind of like you have ownership, yeah. Like no one is telling you what to do, no one's giving you grief because you made a mistake. You just literally you're like, oh, we did this wrong, let's fix it. And then you both go, or you your team goes and you go and fix it. And I think that is that is like just massive, absolutely massive, because otherwise there's a whole kind of stress that is 
that is present and, and we don't need we don't need stress we already have plenty of stress uh, on a on a day-to-day building building businesses building products is is stressful right and and also i think not not needing to lead yeah so for example like some days i'll be like well this is what we're going to do this is how we're going to do it and then kim might say well no that's not really how we need to do this and i'll be like okay well what would why and then she'll tell me why i'll be like all right fine and then but that also happens when she's doing things sometimes i will turn around and say well this is a better way of doing it and then and then so there's no real there's no not a confrontational relationship there like it's a it's a real sort of japanese style you know consensus get on with it um kind of attitude really and i i love that that's a great way to work i think yeah. it's having that common purpose isn't it and the bit i the, the bit that we both stand by is the fact that it's not the mistake that defines you it's what you do with the mistake so we will make mistakes we all do but it's it's going okay what did we do what have we learned from it and actually, we try and learn whichever one of us made the mistake. So, you know, I might have made a mistake and we'll go, OK, what have we learned from it? So I've learned this and actually Nat's learned he might need to, to have um, stepped in sooner or vice versa. But we try and work out as a team what have we individually learned and what have we collectively learned, which just makes it a so much easier space for us to continue to grow and to develop. I love that. I love that. In a lot of businesses that, that we work with, mistakes are negative. But what you've just articulated there is the positive stuff that comes from, um, and uh, it's an opportunity, isn't it, to, to to learn and to share and to and to move forward. So no, I, I love that. Um, you seem like you, you get on really well, um, and that, that comes across in every conversation that I've had with you so far, and what, when I've seen you online, and you trust each other as well. And I, I just keep going back to that bit that you said a minute ago, Kim, that you've never actually met. Um, are you two people that naturally extend trust from the off or have you had to build it or how, how, how is this trusting relationship kind of got to the place it is? I don't know. I'm, I'll, I'll start. So I'm a big believer in, uh, you know, and I can't remember whose quote it was, but I love a quote. Uh, and it was, you know, what's the, what's the best way to work out if I can be trusted to trust me? So I've built my career on saying I'll trust everybody until the point where they demonstrate that they don't deserve it um because it's so much easier it's really hard to earn trust so so you know I always used to say to people I spent 20 odd years going and doing transformational change I used to say to people don't trust me because my title says that I that you should trust me until I prove to you I'm not worthy and I will do everything in my power to make sure you never find me unworthy of your trust um, and that's been my approach to all relationships, to all business partnerships, to all friendships, because everything we do is built on trust. I think once we've got that part there and and I think once you know that that's where people are coming from, that's their purpose, that's their value set. When they make a mistake, you know, it's because they weren't trying to be untrustworthy. It's because they're human. And do you know what? We make mistakes. We are flawed individuals. We are perfectly imperfect. And I love that. It doesn't mean to say you don't take accountability for getting it wrong, but it means that you no longer wear the hair shirt, beat yourself up and everybody else up for the fact that do you know we, we grow through our mistakes. If we think of every invention, they were made after numerous, numerous thousands of mistakes were made. But they were the mindset was to learn from it, to look at it and say, what are you teaching me? What could I have done slightly different? And it's never usually that massive piece. I think it's Tony Robbins that says it's the two millimeter shift. 
it's never the massive thing you need to change. It's about the constant, you know, um, tweaking of, of the diamond. And as they say, you know, diamonds are just rocks that did really well under pressure. Yeah. What's your take on that, the whole trust thing, Nat, and, and you and Kim? Well, I think I think it starts with personal branding, really. And uh, for me, I've I've kind of trusted a lot of the wrong people in the past, um, had a lot of relationships in business and personal life that are just um, not, you know, they're not really taking me in the right direction, right? So... I think I was I was actually expecting the best, but also very analytical in 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 my approach to it. But I think I think also listening to your gut feeling, listening listening to your heart. Like, does this person actually have my best interests at heart? Are they are they actually do they want the greater good for for people? Like, do they actually care about people? How how you know, how am I going to help them to do, to do that? Right. And, and we kind of share a belief in God as well. Right. So, so that is, that is really powerful, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Love it. I, I still can't get to get right in my head that you've never met. I, I can't get past this at the minute, but this is, this is amazing. Amazing. So master mindset um, and face whispering and, and all of these. And so you're, you're lifelong learners and you're, you're developing and, and learning more as you go. What's your vision for master mindset? And then where, where do you want it to be? What, what do you want to take it to? So, so ideally, I, we would love it to be almost like the Netflix of education. So people can come along, whatever they want to learn, whether they want to teach their children, whether they want to learn a new hobby for themselves, whether they want to develop their business skill, their business acumen or or their coaching communication, but one space where they can go and learn whatever they want in a safe environment that allows them to learn at their own pace. And our ultimate aim is that we can use it where, you know, you build enough uh, momentum from it then actually we can create a foundation and therefore provide the same level of service the same level of training and the same level of connectivity to people that currently are unconnected or are in areas where they are unable to afford such things so that actually we collectively grow because I think that's where you can have the most impact why is it why is it important to you now because uh, what forty eight percent of the world doesn't have internet access. That's one one example. So there's there's an opportunity there to change the world and you know assist them with basic skills that they need to learn, like banking for for one, banking skills, managing money. Uh, there are so many things that these people need. They need to learn that actually they might not have to go and work. Uh, in their local uh, bar when they are 20 years old, the females and, and, and work and live on tips. They might be able to start a business for themselves at the age of 17, 18. Yeah. And I think it's opening up people's minds to the fact that actually online business is here to stay. Right. Like I met someone the other day uh, when I was at my friend's oh, it took, took last Wednesday off, went to my friend's birthday and met this lady and, and she was, she was, she looked at me like I was insane. Like I'm building an online business. Like, and I'm, I was like, well, what do you do? She's like, well, I've got a pottery shop. And I'm like, I'm not dissing the fact that she's got a pottery shop. I think that's noble. I think that's wonderful. Yeah. If you want to go and create a product 
I was in a physical product, uh, you know, I was in the booze industry for a long time. We loved what we did and we made amazing products, right? But the thing is, is that you're not going to have a massive impact on the world, yeah, by like selling a pot, right? Unless you like someone smashes it on someone's head, yeah, or something. Like, you know, and, and, and but if you look at like Lydia.com, yeah, like Lydia.com went and sold to LinkedIn for like one and a half billion dollars, yeah. And it's like, well, education is the future. Coaching is the future. And changing the world and and those those three things really go together in my mind and having this purpose forward purpose-led business is is massively important really yeah if you could give yourself uh now one piece of advice if you're a teenager your teenage self and knowing what you know now what would that bit of advice be now The reason why I came to you now is because kim is still is a teenager you see so it's a it's an unfair question for kim I'm still going to pay you later. <laughs> That's a really painful question, actually. I don't, to be honest, I don't, I think probably take martial arts up sooner. I think that would, that would be the piece of advice. Like take, take up martial arts, you know, as soon as you reach a teenage age. Yeah. Like that, like that's the most important piece of advice for anyone. Right. You know, because it builds discipline daily exercise routine and a, and a, and a clear ish brain, yeah. you know? And I think that's, I think that's, that's it really. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. What about you, Kim? What about you, Kim? Um, so I'm going to share a quote I wrote for my little girl, but I believe it to be true of all of us. And I wish I'd known it for myself, which is um, be kind, dream big and believe because you are proof that miracles happen because we're all proof that miracles happen to somebody. I love that. I love that. No, thank you. Thank you both for those, for those two answers. Um, I guess just a couple more questions, really. First question: What are you having for your? T- what does uh, the, what do the co-founders of Master Mindset who've never met each other before in life, um, and they're on this this huge huge quest, living in different countries? What do you have for your tea, uh, Kim? What are you having for your tea? Well, tonight it's my little girl's choice, so we're having what she lovingly calls hairy beans on toast, which is basically beans on toast with um, grated cheese on the top. Oh. So it looks like the beans have got hair. Wow. Wow. Well, hurry beans for you, Kim. <laughs> and Nat, how, how, how do you top that? Well, I've I've actually found this amazing kind of, uh, it's like a soup mix almost, yeah? And it's got uh, quinoa, it's got like loads of vegetables in there and literally bite in a bag frozen in the supermarket. And, and I basically cook that with all sorts of like herbs, bit of like... Um, tabasco sauce and like i do like a fried egg with toast as well on the top and it's just amazing with garlic and onions and yeah it reminds me of peru believe it or not it reminds me of i stayed on this communist island in lake titicaca when i was 28 years old for for for, let me see yeah one night on this one island and there was this lady and she had a she had a mud brick house that the whole village had built for her right and and it was just amazing. And it reminds me of that magical food that she cooked us in the kitchen that was in this little kind of small little building outside almost, yeah, with a fire. And and just reminds me of like simpler times, yeah, yeah. simpler days. You know, I mean, you had to upload pictures to the internet using using your camera um, card, yeah, from, a, from an internet cafe, yeah. right? That 
internet cafe what's that right yeah it's bizarre you know oh. so that that's 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 the reason why i like that i love that <laughs> i love that and uh one one more question for you now actually um is you st- when you first met kim you were living in Port- and geography is definitely not my strong point um so you were living in poland at the start and then you moved to croatia is croatia further away from kim or closer to kim than poland further further away it's creeping yeah. away gradually. Yeah, it's the the Kimmy fact. <laughs> I wonder where you'll be next. Australia next, Nat, perhaps. No. The reality is though, Lee, right, anywhere in Europe is is well, it was really quick to get yeah. to, yeah. Um, I mean, just to drive to Poland from the UK is probably it's similar time to here. It's probably like 18 hours, 20 hours in a car. It's not that bad. If you're into road trips, yeah, road trips are wicked. Yeah, I mean, I live in, in North England and the M62, it sometimes takes me just as long to get home now as well. So we have an office in Huddersfield and I live in Chorley. So yeah, I I, uh, I travel for the similar length of time. Um, Kim, if, if people wanted to find out more about you and Nat and Master Mindset, where would they go? What would they find? What would they see? Um, yes, so they can find us at www.mastermindset.co.uk and uh, you'll find a whole array of things, including just a way of just connecting with us. So if you'd like to just have a chat and learn more, please do connect with us. We love meeting people. And yeah, that's how we that's how we met you, Lee, isn't it? We had the pleasure of having you on our podcast and you were so kind to deal with our dysfunctionalism. <laughs> the fact that we think we're hilarious um and then repay the privilege of by letting us come on here and, and harass you again so thank you yeah no no that that first introduction out as soon as i dialed in i was like i need to sign these two up this is our comedy gold <laughs> so yeah so no honestly though thank thank you so much uh for the conversation today the previous conversations we've had it's been an absolute pleasure to learn a little bit more about you i've got a shed load more of questions that that if you're open to maybe having a chat in there again um then then i would love the opportunity to uh, to, to speak a, a little bit more but no thank thank you so much enjoy the rest of your days and uh, i look forward to speaking to you again soon brilliant thank you. you take care thanks for listening to business problems solved you can contact lee on linkedin facebook instagram or twitter by searching for lee horton the business problem solver or via visiting www.leehorton.com for more content and to solve your business problems. And remember, saying you know how to do it is not doing it.